team, family, squadron, soldiers, warriors of the grit, <laughs> and otherwise. I'm excited. A little hoarse this morning, but spirits are high, 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 high. Mm-hmm. We have yet another incredible guest. One of my all-time favorites. I feel like I say it every week because the people who come into the Landing Pad studio are all-time. They are all-time. They're all so great. We've got two-time Golden Door winner, former Rookie of the Year, one of the greatest to ever do it. We've got McKay Roberts on the pad today, old Mac Daddy, excited to pick his brain, excited to, to get behind the scenes. But first, I got to welcome you guys out to yet another episode of The Landing Pad. Easton, this is Garth. Do you copy? Where's the captain? Prepare for landing. Are we supposed to be landing? If I wasn't awake, I'm awake now. McKay, we are so glad to have you. Husband to beautiful Hannah. Um, father of beautiful baby Reese. Hey, we are so happy to have you on. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing well. My, uh, I'm, I'm awake now, that's for sure. That was electric. <laughs> that was, we get to do that to all the guests just to catch them. Just blow it out. Hello, <laughs> off guard. I got to admit, I'm a raving fan of the new intro. I, in fact, I texted you about it, Garth. I yes. said, dude, we need to hear more of that intro. I might need to get that sound bite and make it my ringtone throughout the summer. It is so good. It just gets the juices flowing. All right, we got a lot to get to, so let's get right into the grit news flying through it. First, Rookie Rodeo is coming up. It is coming up. A lot of the reps have already started doing uh, their their stuff with their main managers, their qualifications with the managers, so that's coming up. Make sure you're rumble ready. Get ready to go. We've got on uh, the 29th, Rail Jam. It is still ready to go. It's still at our new office. It is still going to be the biggest event in possibly in the history of the world. Top, top, top five. So be there. Come hungry. First 1,000 people also get a grit um, stance, or sorry, grit thread uh, lanyard. So the first 1,000 people there hey get now. a free lanyard. It's sick, too. It's the yellow of the grit. Be the first 1,000 there. Also, get bring your skis, bring your snowboards. It's gonna be a great time. Again, we've beat this dead horse. There is there <laughs> isn't an, there isn't horse. there isn't an event that I have felt more comfortable inviting people in my life that has that have nothing to do with sales. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. This is this is just uh, we're putting it on. It's literally just for fun. It's purposely on a Tuesday night because what else are you doing on a Tuesday night? So whatever it is, come come come. Bring your friends, family, uncles, brothers. Doesn't matter. This is an event. It's it's it is a can't miss. It is for sure going to be a great time. Yeah, it'll be super fun. Next up, this is a crazy one. I just threw this one in there. Summer starts in like a month. Yeah, mic drop. I don't know how. McKay, how do you feel yeah, about that's that? A, that's a crazy thing. Coming, did, coming up quick. Off season goes by so fast. The worst part about the summer is saying bye to everybody, like the dogs. I feel like you're going on like a little mini mission. You're just yeah. gonna miss all the dogs. You're dude. going to war. You're a, going a, to war. A crazier thought is this time last year. Dogs were already out. Oh, That's a crazy. Yeah, thing. dogs were barking. <laughs> Charles was a hundred deep already, dude. <laughs> we, Charles and James got a lot. Your episode was almost a year ago to the day. Wow, to the day because I, I think I think I left I left the day that we recorded McKay's last year. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think it was the twenty sixth March. Yeah, March twenty fifth, sixth, something like that. All I know is get ready, everybody. Summer is starting soon. Hopefully, you feel good. The biggest announcement that the Grit has possibly ever had besides the Rail Jam. Actually, this is way bigger than the Rail Jam. So, Bryson Kennedy. But bar oh. none, bar none, the most beloved figure in the company. And it's not close. Uh, and I, 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 and that's, that's not just 
Easton, the podcast host, being hyperbolic. I really think BK might be the most beloved figure yeah. in the company. He gets stuff done. He's a little sassy. He's our hero. <laughs> he's, our, he's our guy. He is my prince. He just got engaged, and it's Maddie. Welcome. Hopefully soon. I don't know when the day. I think it's September, October, so we're all there for it. Yep. But we are so excited. They're the newest engaged couple at The Grit, and we absolutely love you both. Congratulations. BK, you're my hero. Yes. We've got a lot to return and report on. You know what time it is. We've got a full slate to report on, and it's time for the Lock of the Week. Last week, we had a featured guest, Dr. Professor, the guy, RJ, Climbing up the office rankings, not just on the pool table, but on the betting slates. Uh, RJ had two. Well, he had he had a lot to say. Well, let's get real. We, like, we, we might want to wait till we get the report before giving the title of doctor. Don't you think? <laughs> Isn't it a little premature That's before true. we start giving this that title out? That is true. Out? I will we'll see say, how he did first. out of his seven-minute filibuster mm-hmm. last week, <laughs> <laughs> it was jammed with picks. He did die on the hill of two picks last week. Yep. He absolutely died on the hill of UNC minus four and a half. Um, as well as Texas minus one, both of which covered with ease. Which I think we should have just told him, hey, we want your locks. We don't want, you know, here, we want your locks. Had he given us those, he'd be batting a 1,000 right now. Yeah, and both of them cashed. Granted, he threw in, a, you know, at least another dozen, two dozen <laughs> picks. Most of them whiffed because I tailed. I know, I felt it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, returning and reporting, it was the best. I mean, it's the best four days of betting of the entire year. Mm-hmm. March Madness is in full swing. The dogs have been barking. We've already seen some crazy upsets in games. My lock of the week. I've watched both UNC games um, live. I think UNC when they have Manic playing at forward, he got suspended about halfway through last game. They look like one of the best teams in the country. I cannot believe where they got seated. So I love, 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 love them to cover whatever the number is. Swallow the points. I think UNC is one of the best teams in the country. I think they are well coached. I think I think that they're a great program. They have the talent, the seniors, the leadership, so on and so forth. Yeah. UNC, I've got them going deep into my bracket. So I love them covering. I think it's either going to be against UCLA or St. Mary's. So ride that all the way to the bank. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's get into the next favorite segment, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting hot in here. It's time for some smoking hot McKay Roberts. Why is it spicy? All right, Mac Daddy. We start this how we always start this. Your top 10 from 10 to 1. Nice and quick. Let's hear them out. I promised myself I wasn't going to mention 11. (laughs) But Alec Withers, I love you. (laughs) He's number 11. (laughs) Number 10, Calvin Escobedo. Number 9, Charles Chucky Chuck Mills. Hey. If anything, the podcast did last week was get Chuck on a top ten. Dude, I couldn't. I couldn't not put him in after hearing the top ten, looking at the leaderboards. Crazy. The last couple of years, I, I had to throw him in there, even though he didn't put me in his top ten. I had to text him, give him a hard time about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, we'll just see what happens this summer, <laughs> I guess. Uh, number eight, I got Brock Grieve. Number seven, uh, Parker Hadley Anderton. Mm-hmm. Number six, I got Skylar Griffin. Number five, I got Zach Seeger. Four, Bennett Heron. Oh, I actually like that. Yeah, we love that guy. Him and Adam are he's so great. Nut. His screws are loose. Man. Yeah, screw. Keep yeah, going. he he's he's great. Yeah, I could talk more about Bennett, but he's a stud. I got myself at number three. I got Cody Olive at number two, and I got Drew at number one. If there is a common right a common theme with this podcast, 
everybody truly believes that this is the year that Cody has his like resurgence, right? Like, oh, the Sarge is. Oh, back. I, I, I gotta admit, I was very back and forth between Cody and Drew at at one. Really? Yeah, I, I had Cody there, swapped it back. I was, what, I was what is it right now that you guys think? And Easton and McKay, maybe this to you. What do you think it is about Cody this year that's going to happen? Because he finished seven, eight. Shoot, I think maybe. It was I think 10. last year he was ten. Yeah, yeah 10. he was ten. So what's going to bring him up? The, why? Why is that that everybody feels that? Redemption is near, and I just you just feel it in the air. <laughs> it is. It's revenge season, dude. The Sarge is back, dude. He's he's stoked. He's hyped. I think he realized last year his, you know, his his mistakes and you know what he could have done better and this and that and. I think this year he's 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 definitely got something to prove, but I think he's mentally a lot more in it now and knows what he's get, getting into. But yeah, dude, he's I think he's going to be forced to be reckoned. Yeah, no, the, 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 I'll tell you the difference. I'll yeah, die. I'll, what is it? You tell you me. You want to know the doctor? I the do. Doctor's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Bunk is here. Uh huh. No, no, no. Well, I've got news. In Chicago, Cody Olive did not sell seventeen hundred accounts. Sergeant sold seventeen hundred. He did last summer. Cody Olive sold five hundred sixty k. This summer, you're really betting on who are you getting? Are you getting Cody Olive or the Sarge? It's like Calvin. Cody Olive is damn good. Black? Are you getting Cody Olive? Yeah. (laughs) No, like Cody is damn good. The Sarge is. He is unbleeping real. Yeah. And so it's like you're you're really betting on like who am I getting? My bet is that we're getting the Sarge. And so I love, I love, love, love bullish on a Cody Olive. Top three, four, five for sure. Just duking it out at the top. I love the picks. Yeah. I, that's a hot top ten. We're gonna have. We're gonna. Do, I've said it every. We're monitoring these. Yep. The creative team's gonna get it together. I'm gonna be there. It's gonna be. Gonna be great. We're gonna get some kind of reward. Yep. Most yeah, accurate it's, top it's, ten. It's a major crapshoot. I'll say that much. But I, I think if we're considering, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's it, there's so much to consider with end dates and start dates yeah. and how much time. But I think. I think I've got a pretty sound top ten. Yeah. I'd like to say. Hey, I, I like it. All right, next one, top three sophomores. Uh, number three, Roger Strom. Yes, all right, dude, my guy Raj. Raj. A little bit of a sleeper in there, but dude, I like Raj a lot at the number three spot. Number two, I got Zach Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I got Preston Strickland. Wow. So you'll notice not featured Jackson Curtis and Luke Laufenberg. I'm honestly just sick of hearing those names. So I just I didn't put them in there. <laughs> some people just need to get dethroned. Yeah, it's yeah. like, dude, come on, you just gotta give the love where you don't deserve know, Year time. two is so crazy too. So much can change, dude. And you know, I I I love Preston at that one spot, dude. I I've always really liked Preston and I he's think he's bought in. Dude, he's bought in. He's recruited super well. Uh, I think he's probably recruited I, mean, yeah. I could be wrong, but I think he's recruited better than any other second year at this point. Yeah, he's ripping. And he's got studs, too, and I think that'll push him a ton. And anyways, yeah, I don't see how it won't. All right, we talked to you about this yesterday. We wanted you to come up with a few sleepers, but you've just got a, a plethora. So we are rapid-firing all the sleepers that McKay thinks, right, the, the guys that aren't getting the, the love, the guys that aren't getting, you know, quite the shout-outs that they probably deserve and maybe aren't even hitting their potential. But this year they will. Who are these sleepers? All right, I got I got a few for you. So, uh, down battalion, mm-hmm. dude. This dude, don't don't sleep on down. Hitting a golden door this summer. Uh, sold 500 accounts last year, at over 700 dollars ACV. Nate Hawley, dude, like that. That dude's <laughs> been slept on. His name's come up a few times, but dude, he did over 400k last summer. He was number 12 in the company. That's definitely someone to not sleep on. Jake Miles, dude, don't sleep on Jake Miles. Two mm-hmm. xing or even three xing his last summer. Don't sleep on Ben Schreiner being top three sophomore. Yeah. Uh, don't sleep on Caleb Grandel for sure. Uh, Chuck gave him a little love last week, but dude, he was number 11 last summer. His name's hardly been out there. Uh, don't sleep on Dallas Jr. 
getting Facts. a golden door. Yeah. Uh, one of my guys, Carson Blazard. Again, dude, the names almost never come up. He, dude, he, you'll hear his name, I promise. That guy's, that guy's gritty. Don't sleep on Carson. Don't sleep on Adam Heald. Getting a, a five, six hundred counts. Sold three fifty last summer. Don't sleep on Hunter Lodwick. Don't sleep on Nate, Bra- uh, Nate Brady being a top mm-hmm. five sophomore. That dude's been in the trenches in the office, been grinding. Dallin Montez, 2X Club. James Fox. Don't sleep on James Fox being top 10. That definitely could happen. Facts. And last last sleeper I got for you, don't sleep on Bryce Wheeler being most improved rep. Yeah, Bryce is. I love Bryce. He grinds. Those are just sleepers. It's so crazy. The grit has just become such a, such a juggernaut. It's like you hear those names. They're number one and two at every other company. So one true. and two. They're selling a lot. Yeah. They're selling so, so many. So true. Also, uh, I, I skipped over these on my sleep list because I don't want to give too much love to, like, my guys. Yeah. But, dude, you cannot sleep on Ralph Holding. Ralph and I had a conversation a few weeks back, and it's like, dude, he sold 500 accounts last summer. That's a ton of accounts. And he's gotten, like, no love, right? Dude, that that dude is dangerous. Jake Hamilton, Jordan Meach. I mean, some of yeah. my close dogs, dude. I uh, can't Don't sleep on any of those dudes. Well, it's so tough, too, even about the landing pad, right? Like, it's so hard who comes on, who, like, it's not even about deserving. It's, like, who makes sense at that time. Dude, like we could have a guest on three days a week, and they would obviously be so good and have so much insight. Maybe we'd something we do later down the road. But there's so many good guys, so many good guys at the grip. I love yeah. those. Yeah. All right, now we've got some rapid fire over unders. Are you ready? Some of these you already mentioned. Oh, Number one, our boy Carson Blazard, six hundred accounts. Oh, I'm dude. I am. Get, dude, I'll I'll lever up the house and hit the over on that. Dude. Okay. What do you think he does? <laughs> I think he, I, I think a better I think the book is way off. I okay. think I think a way more accurate over would be six hundred K. I think wow. he does at least eight hundred accounts. Oh I, dude, I am Vegas so hard up. dude, I am so hard on that over. It's crazy. It's a Vegas slip up is what you're saying. We yes, the bookmakers, dude. whoever those guys are, they really they really drop yes, the ball. They so drop the ball. All right, next up, Devin Smith at five hundred accounts. Oof. Book's pretty good on that one. Well, oh, sorry. Actually, as for Carson, I take the little bit of an under. I'd love to take him out to the Jazz game and uh, and Ruth Chris, but I take a little bit of the under. I think six hundred is. Sh- sh- I think I think my number would be four. I think he does four hundred fifty k. So so I'm like around right around. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in other words, you're making us do some math. Dude. I didn't I didn't I don't have my calculator with me. Come like, on, dude, like, like okay, let's move on. It's like I don't know. So is that over or under? Uh, it's it's a it's like a, it's like five hundred and eighty five. It's slide slide down the under as well. Okay. All right, moving on to Devin Smith, 500 accounts. Oh, this one's tough, man. I I want to take like the pass on this one because it's <laughs> it's so precise. I probably take oh, I'll probably take a slight slight under. I think Dev. Oh, dude, I don't know. I, I bet he gets it done. I'd say yeah. actually hit the over. I bet he's right. Right. I bet he stays out. Hits 500. That, that's what I would say too. I think that guy is so gritty and so hard. And San Antonio is just perfect for him. 500 accounts over. Devin, it's time, dude. It's time. He's been selling a lot for a lot of years. It's time that he makes the jump from selling a lot to a lot more. A crap ton. <laughs> yeah, from a ton to a ton more. All right, Nate Fox, 500 accounts. I'm taking the over on that one. Okay, I'll take yeah, the I like, I like that a lot. You can hear the teacher. Okay, over. Okay, one. Over. over. <laughs> I'll take the over on that one, too. Nate's a dog. He's in Eugene, Oregon. This is like what, it. like, yeah. listen, I knocked in Eugene, man. Ugh. Two years. Those people need the pest control. And they need Nate. They need it. And they need, they need, they Nate. need Nathan. Yes. All right. Uh, over on Nate, 500? Yeah, I'm on the over. All right. Uh, Dallin Betty Lion, 700 accounts. 
Oh, I'm taking the over, dude. I'm taking the over on that. Yeah, he's so good. Did he a 500 so last summer. I, he was, I think, one of my sleepers last year on the pod, too, and, I, and he definitely proved himself. He wants he, uh, to go so hard. He put up, too. and I think he does it again this summer. For me, it's the, this is the jazz challenge. I'd love to take Sweet Dallin out to a jazz game. I hate to say it, but I'm but seven hundred's a lot, dude. It's just a lot. It's yeah. just a lot. It's a lot. So you're on the under there. I'm on the under there. All right, last one that we all know and love and have a special spot in our heart for this man, Juddy. Two hundred and fifty k. Two hundred and fifty k. Let's see how many counts is that like four hundred. Well, that's a pretty good book, dude. These odds makers, they they're they're, they're nice getting, they're with it. Good. They're getting nice. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. 250K. Jetty, are you going to do it, dude? I, dude, I, I, I definitely think you can do it, dude. But, yeah. you know, he's got his girlfriend and this is that. We'll just... Soft, bro. 250K. I think he gets it done. Uh, that's t- I think he gets it done. That's like 350K. I think he, I'm taking the over. Yeah. Jetty and Jay, if those two combine, those two are superhuman together. Uh, under. Sorry, Jetty. Under. Let's go to let's go to this. This is this is so my guy, dude. He's I got I literally am obligated to take the over. Well, he's my guy too, but I saw it. Uh, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> Jody, you're listening, right? I love Jody. All right, let's get on uh, into the meat and potatoes of everything. So, Mac, we we always ask this. Give us a little, catch us up to speed. Give us a little background. Your entry in the door to door, so on and so forth. Let the people know who they're talking to. Uh well. I started selling in 2018. Uh, I was going to school at BYU. The good old usual, you know, had a buddy hit me up from high school. He was going out with Vivint. Told me he was going to go make 30 grand. I was like, dude, there is no shot. You're going to make 30 grand this summer. Blew him off. I was like, dude, if I can make 30 grand, I'd do in a heartbeat. But like, you know, too good to be true. So I blew him off. And then a few months later, I got connected with another friend. We had just... Tanner Halford, a lot of you guys probably know who he yeah. is. He's a VP of one of the big solar companies now. But anyways, he connected me, or we became good friends, and he started telling me about uh, sales again. And anyways, long story short, decided to go out. Sold that first summer in 2018 with uh, Green X. Uh, sold 306 accounts, like a whopping 489. Rookie of the year, baby. That was above average contract value, by the way. So oh, wait, but mine was like 410 that year. Those were nice, some mm-hmm. nice contracts. Uh, not even 150k in rev, and that got me rookie of the year. <laughs> I hate to say it, but the level of play back then was just not the same as it is no. now. Now I'm not even going on the company trip with that, you know, level of performance. <laughs> uh, and then next summer is like, ah, right, well, that was good. Like, do it again. So recruited some of my high school buddies. I uh, went out to New Jersey. Uh, there was a small team, like 15 of us. Um, and that was really when I kind of realized I was going to do this like long term. Uh, I had big goals going into the summer. My goal was 600. Uh, ended up selling better than that and adjusted and ended up finishing that summer with a thousand and like two serviced accounts contract value went up a little bit 555 so i did mm. 556k in rev uh great contract value golden door, baby. as well the golden door number one uh and then covid summer uh dipped a little bit sold 660 accounts contract value went up 660 as well yeah uh and then last summer sold 800 and something accounts at like a 750. So I did like a little over 600K in revenue last summer. So I got uh, gold number door, gold number, golden door number two last summer. And here we are. Here we are. So it's been a ride. It's been awesome. It's been fun. It's been, it's been a grind, lots of ups and downs throughout the last four years, but wouldn't have it any other way. And yeah, it's been great. It's and been a good, it's been a good journey. So McKay with you, right? A lot, if, if people know you, they know that you are one of the smartest guys, like even intellectually smartest guys at the grit, right? So at BYU, you were in the Mac program, right? 
for those that don't know, massive accounting program at BYU, super incredibly difficult to get into. And usually when you finish the job placement rate, I'm sure it's like 99%. Yeah. You yeah, go through it, that. You're you good. go to BYU, you're going to get a job at one of the big accounting firms. That's like really what the program's designed for is get you into KPMG or Deloitte or EY. Or Just, yeah. You can take talk, your pick. Tack. Talk to Cody about all those guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> He's a big so, Goldman guy. Come on. So it, walk us through the decision, right, of making the process of being all in on door to door when you obviously had a great future lined up with all of that accounting, whatever it may be. Speak to the, like maybe speaking to the opportunity regarding rookies. So kind of all of that. Yeah. No, it's a really good question. So uh, for me, I I obviously never, like most people that are doing this long-term now, I, I never thought it would turn into like what it did. When I first tried it, it was more like, hey, you know, I can do an internship next summer. Like I've got plenty of time to do that. Um, I'll just go like work way hard this summer and just like see what happens, like see what this summer sales thing's all about. Yeah. Uh, and then it went well, right? So I just kind of kept doing it. And I, I didn't, until that second summer, that's when I kind of really realized like, oh, dude, I'm going to be doing this like long-term. Um, but for me at, at that point, like I wasn't recruiting a ton. Like I was still pretty invested in school. Like I've always been like very invested in like getting good grades and that's just like the way my mind works. And so I, I was, I decided to, to do the masters of accounting cause I could have just done the bachelor's, but decided to do the Mac just more so to like buy some, buy myself a little bit more time to like for sure decide like what I wanted to do. Yeah. If it was a sales thing or if it was like, you know, go do investment banking or management consulting. Like there were some other things that still interested me. Um, but at the end of the day, like, dude, when I understood the opportunity, like, especially to, I started to work with Ben and like the grit at the time. Right. And they like believed in me a ton and helped me see like the vision with like what it, what this whole thing could turn into recruiting and selling and improving and the impact I could have. I started working with like a lot of my really good friends, uh, that second summers when I recruited Jake Hamilton. And now we work super closely together. Uh, the year after that, Jordan Meacham started working. Like I've been buddies with, uh, with Hammy since like second grade and Jordan since like seventh grade. So it all kind of came together, but I think for rookies, like my advice would be like, dude, there's definitely like everyone has their own route. Um, like, I don't think that the, the BYU accounting route is a bad route at all. Yeah. Right. Like it definitely is a very safe and secure route and you know, you pay your dues and you're set up at a good company and, and that's, that's great. Right. But for me, it's like, I realized the impact that I could have work with my very best friends. Um, and like just the amount of income and stuff that I can make when I'm so young and what I could do through like investing and what it could turn into like long-term for me, it was like, dude, how could I pass that up, you know, and, and, and go work at KPMG and, and work just as many hours and make way less money and not be able to work with my very best friends, nor have like the impact that I can have here. Uh, so for rookies, I think like, you know, you, you don't have to make that decision right now, but I would treat it like, like be all in this summer because you never know what it could turn into. If I hadn't like given it a hundred percent in that rookie year, then I wouldn't have done nearly as well. And it wouldn't have probably turned into like what it did for me. So whether you end up doing it long-term or not, like who's to say, but like, if you're going to be here this summer, be here, be here, right? Like be all in. Um, I think it's funny. I've, I've been thinking a lot lately. Like last year I recruited the number two rookie in the company, Reich Erickson. A lot of you guys know Reich or remember Reich. He obviously crushed it. And like he made 141 grand, I think after it's all said and done after attrition, all that good stuff. But it's like, there were other rookie. I mean, ever, I mean, everyone at the grit was in the same opportunity, right? It's just crazy to me to, to see like one person just bought in and was all in and invested themselves in it. And for them, it, they made 141 grand and also had a huge impact on a ton of, ton of other rookies in the office and throughout the company, I'm sure. Whereas some people, you know, go out and they make 20 grand and like, and and that's it right it's the same amount and, of time. and not that 20 grand is not a good thing because dude for some people like that's a huge win right 
But it's like they were both out there for, you know, like Reich might have been out there a little bit longer because he was knocking in early March. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's, it's this principle, right? It's like, dude, if you're going to be out there, you might as well be out there. And, and that's one thing that I learned as a rookie from John. He, he was big on that. He's like, he'd tell us almost every day, like, dude, your body's going to feel the same in September regardless of how hard you work today. So just work hard. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, With the whip. Constant. With the whip. Exactly. McKay, switching gears, um, this was your second Golden Door. But what a lot of people like either either – forget or overlook is in reality and correct me if i'm wrong the goal last year for you personally was originally to do a million right Uh, on like a more vulnerable note you you didn't reach your goal still had an incredible summer a huge summer a summer that exceeds 99.9 percent of people's like wildest most aggressive expectations but for you it was falling significantly short and so for you this last summer what actionable practices went into you being able to like adjust your expectations and you were able to stay motivated through the summer. Once you realized that that maybe didn't make sense for, for you and your business or your family or whatever to do a million, what did you do over last summer to maintain motivation and to maintain like some level of like happiness satisfaction? Yeah, no, that's like a way good question. Um, so yeah, that, that, like you said, right. That was my goal going into the summer. Um, and just like being vulnerable, right? Like last year I put myself number one on the pad and I'm trying to think back, like, did I truly believe I, if I would be like number one? And I think now, like I've kind of had this like realization that like, like you'll notice this year I put myself number three and like, I know what my goal is, like what I, what I want to do and like what, like I'm aiming for and so on and so forth. And like, I've kind of accept like, dude, it's okay. If, if, if Cody goes out and sells 1.3 million and gets a double golden door, if Drew does that, like, dude, that's, that's awesome for them. Mm -hmm. And like, not that I don't want to be the best because I definitely do, but like, I'm okay. Like going out and like hitting my goal and like being content with that. And if someone wants to do more than that, then like, then that's awesome. Right. Um, I think one, one thing, like being a part of the grit, sometimes it's like, oh, dude, that's like soft, right? Like, oh, dude, you don't think you're gonna be number one? Like, you're soft, right? Yeah, six hundred. And, and dude, so and, and and honestly, like, I've I've had I've I've thought like I've thought that way many times, right? Um, but I think that dude, there's a lot of power in just like being true with yourself and like what's most important to you, and like you know that that's like the coolest part about the grit is, dude, I get to work with Cody and I get to work with Drew and Zach Seeger and Skyler and Parker and and dude, all these guys they push me, dude, they sell like crazy amounts. Um, but at the same time, like, dude, that shouldn't take away from like me and like what I'm trying to do and like my goals. And like, I shouldn't let their success take away from like, you know, how happy I am like with my results. Mm-hmm. So this year it's like, dude, I know what I want to do. And like, I think if I do that, it'll put me at like number three. Cause I know Cody and drew, you know, they, they've obviously got big, big goals. And I love Cody for that. I also give him a hard time. I remember last year he thought he was going to sell 40 in a day. And I just told him he was so far up the night and <laughs> yeah. I was, I was right. So Cody, I love you. Um, but no, so yeah, back, like going back to your question, he's like, dude, it was definitely like, it was a, it was a challenge this last summer. Cause dude, I had these huge like expectations for myself. Um, whether I like truly believed I would do it or not, I honestly can't like, I don't know. Um, I really wanted to, but I think when the rubber hit the road last summer, like dude, it was just, and obviously dude, every, every summer's tough, dude. Like COVID summer had its own set of challenges, dude. Like, I mean, the summer, like dude, every summer is going to have challenges, right? Um, but for me, like, dude, just like personally selling, like I, I struggled to sell at the level that I know I can sell at, um, whether it was like, you know, the, the, the billing, the billing structure or the frequency or, you know, X, Y, Z, I don't think market matters. And even now it's like, I didn't sell great in last year where I was, but like, 
I I would go back there. I don't I don't think it has anything to do with market, right? But I just there were different factors that were just different for me, and like I tried to make adjustments and improve. But like I just never got the results that I wanted. Um, I mean, I still and I still sold well, right? Like granted, I I still had my best summer, and so it's it's funny because like I had my best yeah. summer ever, but in my mind, like I felt like I really struggled because like I just I didn't have like the big weeks that I know I can have. Um, I mean, I was out there longer, so I sold more, but it was definitely a struggle. So like to, to your question, like how do I maintain that motivation? I think it's just having like those deep like conversations with yourself and like, dude, trust me, I had plenty of breakdowns. Like you can talk to, talk to John, talk to Ben. Like I, I there's many times I had to call them, you know, like literally, dude, I'm not kidding you literally in tears. Like, dude, I just don't know like what I'm doing. Like, how can I improve? How can I change? Like I've tried this, dude, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like I was working like crazy. Like, dude, I've, I've, I've never worked harder than I did this last summer. And like the results just weren't there. Right. And I just, I didn't know like what I needed to change or what it was. So I think for me, it was like, okay, dude, like it was hard. Like it was hard. It was hard for me to see like all these guys that I've beat every other summer, like seeing them like sell way more than me. So I just had to like evaluate internally, like, okay, dude, like those guys are crushing it. And like, that's awesome for them. And I'm stoked for them. I really was, um, that didn't make it like easier to see like my situation, but it's like, dude, I can't sit there and like put like the poor me, like, oh, I'm, I'm not selling as much as I want. So I think I just, I really had to focus on like on me and my goals and like just control what I can control. And I mean, we said that a ton in the summer, do you control the controllables? Um, and for me, that was just like what I had to do to like, stay positive, stay happy is do my best to focus on me and hitting my goals and making the best of my situation and not worrying so much about, you know, what Parker was doing or what Skylar was doing or Drew or Cody or all these other guys. Um, but just focusing on, on me. Right. And so I think this year, like going into this next summer, like, dude, I'm, I'm comfortable, like in my own skin and like, yeah, dude, if, if I'm number three, then I'm number three. But like, what's more important to me is that I go out and like, I can crush my goals and like be content and happy with that. And if, if someone else sells more than me, then, then, then that's awesome. Right. And like, and that's, that's a way good thing. Well, I even love that's what Chuck said. I remember when Chuck was on the podcast, he's like, yeah, dude, sometimes we put so much of like of our heart into our goal, where it's like, dude, at the end of the day, as long as you can look yourself in the eye and be like, no, I did everything I really could have done today. And that's, and that's all I could have done. Yeah. The sales are going to come. The sales are going to go. It is what it is. But until you can just be satisfied with like your work ethic, right. And like who you really are, dude, it just makes your summer so much either a more fulfilling, but if you don't do it that way, yeah, the summer can just be due to like a dark spot. You know what I mean? But I, I love that you said that. Well, I love that. I mean, ultimately the intensity is what has allowed us to have such drastically different results yeah. than than you know company A, B, C, or D. However, that that intensity is a two edged sword. Like, yeah, it helped us produce eleven golden doors, but like at what at what cost, right? And so, I think the thing that that should be like the biggest takeaway from from McKay speaking, and I like we talked about a, a, something similar to this on Cody's podcast and even Chuck's episode is you can't let like comparison be the thief of your joy where it's mm -hmm. like you go and sell 600 K and feel like a failure or <laughs> it's like with a, with a, with a, just a splash of perspective, you realize like how like heinous that, that sounds. <laughs> what are you talking about? And, and so I, I think the best thing you, that you could do is you, you take whatever amount of intensity is right for you and you apply it. And some people thrive and eat, sleep and, and breathe the intensity and they love it. And that's great. This is for sure the environment for you. But it's not to say that like, if you're not like oh, this crazy hard ass sales guy who just thrives off of being like Michael Jordan, then you can't work here. Yeah. But I like, dude, the reality is like 
the the difference in personalities between the eleven golden doors is oh it's dude it's incredible mm-hmm. and it just goes to show that you can use the strengths of the company towards your strengths and it all ends up for the greater sum of of doing better. 100%. So yeah. I I think that is something that is and the reason why I touched so much on it is okay that is something that no one talks about but it is so important to internalize. Yeah, I think a big thing too. It's like. It, like you said, right, dude, it's, it's, I think it's the greatest, greatest strength. It's like, do we have unreal results? Right. And like, dude, if I was at a different company, would I have sold 600 K last summer? For sure. No, dude. Like I, I, you know, I, I probably would have stopped like 450 K or whatever. Right. Yep. Um, it's funny. Like I hear people all the time. Like I met with Preston Strickland, uh, like a month or two back and he's like, yeah, dude, like I did okay this summer. Like, I'm like, well, dude, how much did you sell? It's like, I did like 250 K. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Dude, Stop. you would have been number one rookie at literally any other company, right? Almost number one vet at almost yeah, like, every dude, other company. Dude, you would have beat probably most managers at other companies. And so I think just having that perspective, it's like, dude, that's what makes the grit so unique, right? And like people see the numbers, dude, and they're like, dude, like there's just like, what's like, what's different there, right? And I think it's like, dude, the, the numbers create like, it's like what came first, chicken or the egg, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, the numbers almost create those numbers, right? Like, yeah, if that makes sense, like, because we have so many elite reps, dude, that just breeds more elite reps and like that's what that's what i love about the grit and like that's why i'm here and like the i mean obviously the relationships and everything but um but yeah it's like dude don't let that like scare you away right like let, let that motivate you but like don't don't be intimidated by that or think that you're like a failure because you're not selling like winning a golden door right it's like dude if, if you go rip three four hundred accounts like dude that's awesome like you should you should hang your your hat high on that because that's like a totally successful summer yeah so yeah, I just, I think you just have like a healthy mindset with it and just understand like, dude, you don't need to be like the hardest man out there. Like, dude, go, go do you and like have your goals and be content with that. Not that you should like use that as like a gimme to like quit on yourself and like For not sure. reach your potential, but dude, we're all so different and like everyone's situations are going to be different. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think just using like the impressive results and like the heavy hitters to motivate you not to like frustrate yourself and get discouraged. Because it's another thing, right? McKay, you are super, super self-aware, and you are, as you just said, like a man of making adjustments, right? I remember those calls, right? When I even came out to D.C., you're like, dude, what do I do here, here, here? And you made the adjustments, and obviously it worked out great. But even going forward now, two-time Golden Door winner, what are you doing this year differently? Like, how are you sharpening your saw now to hopefully have even a bigger sum of this next year? Yeah. Um, so I would say, like, just in one word, consistency. Um I was laughing when I was listening to Chuck Chuck's podcast. He's like, dude, if he's like, dude, if you want to be the number one rookie, like, dude, work the hours. I'm like, dang, who do you? It's got a point. Um, <laughs> but no, I, dude, it, it really is like so funny to me. Like at the end of the day, this job really is like it is pretty simple. Like, dude, it's hard. It's skill based. There's a ton to learn. And like, but if you just put in the work day in and day out, like that's where the success is going to come from. And obviously, like, dude, there, there's tons of technical stuff. Like, you know, I've I've been training a lot um, lately, just thinking about like adjustments I can make. And I, for anyone, a huge plug for Skylar Griffin's training. If you weren't there, dude, that is one that of all the, like I do, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever gone back and rewatched a Tuesday night training, but that's one that like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I will, but like if there's one I'm going to go rewatch, it's definitely that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just like pre overcoming objections. That's something I haven't like technically done that I'm like stoked to like implement this year. And I think that'll help. But yeah, I think the biggest thing that this year I'm trying to do different from like years past is just be like way more consistent. I've always worked really hard and been like consistent with it, but I think just having like that steady Eddie, like mentality, uh, I think I've lacked that last couple of years. Um, you know, like, and, and it's, it's funny. Like I know I've been like a big proponent of like the long runs and like stuff like that, like the, the marathons with no training and stuff like that. And like, that's awesome. Right. But like, that's not like, like what's way more impressive in my opinion, dude, is like going to the gym every day, 
for a whole year and yeah. like having that like and, and that's what the summer takes like to, in our reality dude having a huge summer it's it's more than anything like an, it's an endurance race it's not like this it like do go have a huge week it's like dude you need to do it every single day for every week for 20 weeks right and that's have a huge summer so i think for me the biggest thing i'm striving towards is just consistency and i've been trying to be more consistent in my personal routine now eating healthy just dis- like being disciplined right and like taking care of my mental health right whether it's my diet or my fitness or relationships right like all those things because dude in the summer like cody and i were laughing like dude to to sell like a high 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 level like like uh easton was saying dude it wasn't cody all last summer dude like two summers ago it was or no excuse me last summer it was cody all it wasn't the sarge like dude to get in that mindset you need to be in like it's almost like a like you go to like this dark spot <laughs> dark oh, yeah. Place. yeah like dude it, it really is like a, a crazy thing and so i think just like to be able to do that long term dude, you have to take care of yourself like mentally and you have to like you know have good routines and like you know to, to make it sustainable like all summer long because otherwise you get burnt out and and it just you don't do as well right and so but if you can have that mentality it's like dude you can go like i remember knocking with cody summer 2019 in september and september even october he was still knocking and like dude that dude was it was like his first week he was as energized as ever and like sold was, 90 accounts his last week that yeah. summer and i think it was the, the first week of october no so kids are out trick-or-treating dude exactly and he's out right. knocking doors. it's like bur- dude burnout really is just such a mentality like, how many say that it's like dude it's 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 crap it's not true it doesn't it doesn't exist literally and it's all in your head mckay you just said something that just kind of i want to touch on you said right you see guys doing marathons you see guys doing hard things but like we would always say in the summer right the summer's not a sprint it's a marathon to be honest summer's a hell of a lot longer than a marathon oh, you know yeah. you can do a marathon like you know what i mean like you can prepare and be ready for a marathon in a month the summer's four months, four or five months, and it's like you hit the nail on the head, dude. It's like going to the gym every single day. Or I love, you know, Casey Ball's podcast. Uh, John, you know, was the the biggest plug for that. Waking up at five thirty every single morning. Yeah, we can do stuff for a week, two weeks. You can run a marathon. You can do something hard. But yeah, just going to the gym every day early, doing something hard consistently because dude, that's that's what the summer is. It's not a one day thing where you do one hard thing. No, every day, every week, every month is hard i think for the theme that we've been on i think this this closing question is way appropriate so what mckay for you doing like some self-analysis from when you started doing this job in 2018 to now results pest control sales completely aside what are the biggest changes that you've seen within yourself and on a broader note how can you speak to the character development that comes with doing door-to-door and more specifically working with the grit yeah it's a good question i think i've changed obviously a ton as a person in the last like four years right a lot of that because of this job um i would say the the biggest i think for me honestly like this last summer was was definitely the most challenging summers of, of any for me and i think i had i think i grew the most this last summer and I think it just goes back to like what I was saying of, you know, just learning to like take, take what the cards you've been given and, and like make the most of it. Right. Not that I was dealt like a bad deck of cards. Right. Like it's not, it's not what I'm trying to say. Um, but like you dude, you can't, you can only can control so much. And so I think since I've started this job, like, dude, I've learned a ton about myself. I've learned a ton about like hard work and diligence and, and, you know, like achieving mastery and practicing and like investing time into something. Right. Um, I've learned a lot of like who I am and who I'm not as a person, right? Like 
you know, for me, I'm, I, I'm more, I, I'd say I'm more, more like a serious person sometimes. Like sometimes it's hard to me for me to relate to like, you know, the younger crowd just cause I'm like more serious and yeah. my wife gives me a hard time. She's like, I don't laugh enough. And, yeah, yeah. but no, it's like, I, I've learned a lot about myself, like my personality and like how, like where I fit and stuff and like my strengths and weaknesses. But, um, yeah, I think dude, just through this job, I, I, I've learned so much just about like, I'd say life in general and just like, like the, the summer really is like a mini life. Like dude, every day learning how to do hard things. Right. And like learning how to overcome rejection, like, and that's life, dude. Like you can't control hardships. Right. Like, dude, I, my wife and I just had our first kid. It's crazy. She's almost six months old now. And it's like, dude, I, I can't control like what hardships I'm going to have as a father, or what things happen to my daughter. Right. But like, dude, I can control though, like how I overcome those and like my attitude towards that and like my attitude towards life and like the situation. So I don't know. I just bring it like full circle. It's this, dude, this job has taught me so many things. I feel like I'm kind of scatterbrained right now, but, um, at the end of the day, it's like, dude, you, you can only control so much in life. Right. And, uh, just focusing on, on like your attitude and like being positive about it. Right. I think especially to sell at a high level that you have to be like a positivity magnet, right. You cannot, you can't, you can't define yourself based off your failures. Dude, you have to focus and define yourself by your successes. Um, and, and maybe that's just like, focusing on like the the positive things around you dude like when i'm when i'm knocking when in the summer right dude i'm every single day i don't care what the weather is i hype myself up on the weather if it's pouring rain that day i'm dude I, and the guys know it like they've heard me say it every day it's like dude it's gonna rain today it's gonna be so nice like thank heavens it's not like hot and sunny and if it's hot and sunny dude thank heavens it's not raining today because like i love knocking in like the heat right so i think just just learning to adapt with whatever life hands you right because you can't you can't control the ups and downs in life and but you always can control your attitude and like your perspective towards it. Um, and so I think that's like the biggest thing I've learned through this job is just like overcoming like adversity and just trying to stay positive through it all and being optimistic about life. Uh, I mean, there's a million things I've learned, but I think if I had to boil it down to like one thing, I'd say like, that's, you know, what ultimately is like most important. Kyle Nielsen said it best on, on his episode. If he would have known the kind of character development and the kind of, of person he would become based off some of the principles he started learning, his first summer doing door to door, he were to worked his whole first summer for free. And, and that is something I'm so bullish on. And I've started talking more and more about with reps and people who haven't signed and people who are signed and managers is the person that you have to become to like make it in this industry or in any industry is so much more important than the results that ever get you there. Yeah. And so it's the, the development that I've seen just within other people in this company to see, the leadership capability and to see the organizational uh, like skill to see people scale their businesses, to see people get up and inspire, to see people go and execute. It's been nuts. Oh yeah. That didn't double down on that. Like you look at like Parker Anderton, right? Dude, someone who's terribly disorganized with his phone to now where he's like pretty good at his phone. Not yeah. great. Still like a little bit of work to do Parker, but it's like, no, I think it is cool just to see like how much you grow in so many different aspects of life, whether it's being organized or public speaking, like, dude, it's so rad for me to see Zach Seeger and Jackson Curtis. And these like 21, 22 year old kids get up in front of, you know, two, 300 people and, and give these like trainings. Like there's just, dude, there's so many different yeah. aspects of this job that you grow and learn from. Like you have to be well-rounded and balanced. Right. And, uh, yeah, just doubling down on what you said. I think it's, it's awesome. Just the growth and and, totally different, tons of different aspects. Of and, and I've even loved seeing you, McKay, right? Like you were one of the guys you came in, sold 300. I remember, I still remember we were on the green X couch sitting there talking. You're like, you're like picking my brain with it. Dude, like the guy, the man that's sitting in this podcast room with us, even before last year, dude, like you are even a different person than you were 
last year, March 25th, right? Like you've grown, you've matured, you've like found yourself, you found like what makes you happy. You're a dad now, right? Like you're just crazy to see your growth. And I know that that's like the grits has that to offer to everybody. It's just buy in, be positive, be happy, take it and run with it. Right. But dude, McKay, we are so happy that we were able to come on, share some knowledge with us. I think that that opened up my mind, my eyes a lot. And, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be one you can listen to over and over. And I'm over. zen out right now. I really I feel am, like I'm dude. in a I'm in a flow zen state. <laughs> I am too. We, we might need to go to like the floats bar. Or we, something. <laughs> we could keep going. <laughs> Just a Joe Rogan four hours episode, dude. McKay, you're the guy. We love you. One of the, one of the best people we work with at this company, bar none. Thanks for coming on, brother. You ready for this episode of the Landing Pad? You heard it here. Uh, we out. Uh. I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this, so I had to. Grind like that to shine like this in a matter of time I spent on some locked up shit.